and um, youth on Saturday night, and then we and we preached both services on Sunday. And um, I heard you guys had great services here. I'm not going to be gone for a while, so that's pretty much it for the schedule for a while. Amen. But I'm so glad that the attendance has been so good and the services have been so good and that shows a good sign of maturity of our church amen that we're growing in our maturity and coming for the right reasons amen so i want to applaud you for that and just tell you some really quick announcements um you hope how many have been watching the announcements up there while the offerings going on and before service we really want to try to train you to be watching those things so that you know what's going on um some of the things that are coming up uh, starting with right away is this Sunday we're going to have Pastor Paul and Emily from the home church here. They're going to be driving in, I think, on Friday, and um, they're going to do a leadership meeting with us on Saturday night, which is going to be awesome, and they're going to preach both services Sunday. And um, I can't wait to hear what God's going to put in his heart. So if you haven't heard Pastor Paul yet, this is a great opportunity. I can't remember the last time he was here um, by himself. He's been at rallies and different things, of course, but um, we had a great weekend with them. And talked about a lot of stuff in the vision of what we're doing as a fellowship. And um, we've bought land now officially, contract signed for the land that we sent money over for. So thank God for that. That land is purchased. Amen. And uh, we're going to start moving into that land and building a foundation and sending a tent that will fit it and all that stuff. So we actually didn't, didn't get to buy the first property that we had seen. Um, that fell through, which is very common in other countries with uh, legalities. But the good thing is, is another piece of land uh, that we actually got actually has a wall around it already, which is a humongous blessing. That costs a lot of money. And I believe it already has some su uh, sewage, um, the things necessary for that. So that, that ended up being something that was really awesome. I'll tell a quick story. Pastor Jones was there. And uh, we had 250000 for the land, if you remember. We raised three fifty all together as a fellowship. And um, they already had close to 100 so we needed 250 Well, the land we were going to buy was 250 and so the new land was 300 And we didn't have that, of course. And so Pastor Jones met with him, and Pastor Paul mentioned this on uh, Sunday. It was kind of funny. He said he met with the owner, and he said, let's pray about this. Let's see what the Holy Ghost says. And so they prayed. And he got done praying, and he said, the Holy Ghost said 265000 And that's what, he, we're, that's what we paid for it. So if you, next time you go to buy something, try that. Amen? Next time you try to buy a car, a house, or anything, say, let's pray about this and see what the Holy Ghost says. Be bold. Amen? So they'll be here this weekend. Don't miss that. Amen? You've been coming on Sundays. You definitely don't want to miss Sunday morning and Sunday night with them. Then next Tuesday, we're kicking back. I don't know if we've been doing the last month or so, but if we haven't, we're kicking back up during school, especially with our fire starters. I want to encourage everybody to try to get to these. We have uh, the Austins, the Platts, and the Thomases that do that at their houses every other Tuesday at the different houses, and it's a Bible study. So anybody who's wanting to learn more, this is why we do this, and we want to open more in the future. We want to have lots of home groups where people can sit down in a Bible study setting and learn more. So if you don't know about those, see Chris and Laura, which is next Tuesday. See the Platts, see the Thomases, Donnie and Nicole, and, and ask where their house is and when their thing is, and stay abreast on that so you can go and, and learn more on a Tuesday night. Amen? And on top of that, I want to do something else the Lord's put on my heart uh, that'll kind of tie in tonight with this message. I want to, um, on the night that we're not having the fire starter, I'm going to open back up a forum on Tuesday nights. 
the opposite night of when there's no fire starters. So every other, so there'll be something every Tuesday, um, but it'll be here as a forum again for um, what, the night we don't have fire starters. That makes sense. So every Tuesday there'll be something. One night, one week will be fire starters. One week will be a forum. I do want to talk again about end times things and 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 have that as definitely a part of it. But I don't want it to be everything. I want I want you guys to be able to. Um, bring questions that are relevant that are going on in the world or or anything and just be able to, to answer those questions and to do a Bible study specifically on what's going on in the world, okay? So that'll be Tuesday nights here and the Tuesday night we don't have that will be fire starters. And then the last one is in um, one month, I think approximately on the 24th, we're going to have an all church outreach again, amen? I want to have every single person in the church there, amen? All of us here on a Saturday from 10 to 12, we're going to have a lot of Jesus cards and a lot of tracks, and we're just going to go hit the streets, amen? And, and it's going to be, should be nice weather by then, and we're, and we're just going to witness. Beautiful are the feet of those who preach good news, and she says amen, amen, or he, I don't know, I can't see from here. All right, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, we're going to go there in a second, but I want you to go to Titus, which is near Hebrews, and um, as you see behind me, it says the blessed hope, this is something that we are looking for tonight and as you're getting to Titus I want to ask you a question how many have struggles in this world how many have uh, bad weeks amen bad days bad situations the reason we preach about the blessed hope is because this is something that when we're going through struggles is a motivation to stay on track because we know that one of these days we won't have any more troubles one of these days we won't have these struggles anymore amen one of these days we are going to be with Jesus, amen, before we die, praise God. And so it's something that we have to continue to remind each other of. And as you're getting to Titus, just look to the person close to you and say, be comforted tonight. Be at peace tonight. Be excited tonight. Be thankful tonight that you're saved. Amen. How many are there in Titus? I said Hebrews because it's a bigger book and if you're in Hebrews, just go to the left past Philemon and you'll be in Titus chapter 2. This goes off what's up here. Um, verse 11, sorry, verse 13. Looking. We're looking every day. Every day we're looking for something. We, we know that in life we're looking for a lot of things, but we're looking for something every day. We should be looking every day for something, and that is the return of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you, if you get to a place where you get tired of hearing this kind of preaching, there's something wrong with your spirit. Amen. This is something we should be excited about. It's something we should be looking forward to. It's something we should be hoping for. Amen. And especially, this especially comes more alive when we're going through a struggle. We should be excited when, we're, when things are good. But even when, when we're really, when we're going through a struggle, and I kind of want that to be the silver lining tonight as I'm going through this. If you're going through any kind of struggle, physical, mental, spiritual, financial, marital, anything, at any time, remind yourself always, man, soon and, they used to sing an old song, soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Soon and very soon, amen? We are looking for something today. We're not looking for uh, things to get worse. We're looking for Jesus. And, and that's why the Bible says it's called the blessed hope. So it says looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, 
Jesus Christ. I, I listen all the time, several times a week. You know, I love that song, The Great I Am. I put that thing on and I listen to it over and over again. And I, and I love singing about the great I am. Amen. He is the great I am. And Satan trembles and mountains tremble at his name. And I get excited when I remind myself that this world is not mine. I'm not of this world. Amen. I am looking for something that has not yet happened, but I'm waiting for it. Okay, how many know that when something hasn't happened yet, there's an expectancy? It's like a birthday. It's like an anniversary. If you had it all the time, it wouldn't be exciting. But when you're looking for something that's never happened, there's an excitement. And I really want to explain tonight for all those that are newly saved that might have not heard a message yet about the blessed hope. You don't know exactly what that means. You understand what hope means. And you understand what blessed means. But it says here that we're supposed to be looking for the appearing of Jesus Christ. Meaning he is coming back again for his church. Amen. And we know tonight that he has a plan that we would not have to see the wrath of God. And we know that uh, I'm not going to go into those things tonight. I, I was, but I kind of changed direction. I was going to give kind of a, another prophetic update and give a few things that are going on and get into detail on them. But I can tell you that every day that goes by, there's stuff that's happening in the news that's just confirming more and more that Jesus can come at any moment, church, at any day, at any second. Amen. And we just got to keep being excited about that and keep looking for the blessed hope that one of these days we're not going to have to deal with any of the stuff that we have to deal with right now and 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 last year let me ask a quick question last year when we were do, doing forums and talking about this and everything and ha, is anybody less in love with God now because we did that last year or are you more in love with God amen it's exciting we're more in love but here's the great news we're one year closer if we were close last year, we're one year closer to his return. And we know that last year, all the stuff we looked at in depth was telling us it's at any moment. So if, if in a pregnancy, it's close at eight months, how many know it's really close at nine months? And when you get into that ninth month and it becomes any day that the baby can come, we know that that's where we're at right now. And we need to keep that as the forefront of us as we go through sometimes struggles. This is why God had this this way. I want to remind you of that. Just for an example, the other day I was talking to Desi. She's a senior, and, and she was hoping this was going to be the easiest year, and her junior year was supposed to be the hardest, but she got stuck in a class that's really hard in anatomy. She had an astronomy, and now it's anatomy, and she's really getting hit hard the first week I don't know anybody else getting that lots of homework lots of tests and all that and I just gave her a life example yesterday we're just driving down the road and I said you know what you need to do when you struggle with a test or you struggle with a subject or you're hurting on something just got you down you just need to think about Jesus coming back soon amen and one of these days you won't have to deal with that anymore it might be 25 years from now or it might be 25 minutes but it gets our mind above and not so focused on the problem because it's just temporary okay let me move forward let's read that one more time looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ now notice it doesn't say waiting it says looking there's a difference between waiting and looking Waiting's like, well, I don't know exactly what I'm waiting for, but looking is searching and watching and, 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 and looking at the things that are going on and expecting 
Like when you're expecting something, you're looking that, that any moment it could come around the corner. At any moment it could happen. So now I want you to go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And especially for you that have never heard a message on the blessed hope, I want you to pay attention to this. This is what the blessed hope is. Okay, we've got some new converts in here. We've got some people that are new in the Lord and they've never heard this and they need to hear it tonight. And, and, and hopefully there's not too many missing that needed to hear it that are new. And if they did, we'll get them again. Amen. But watch this what this says. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, or in other words, passed away, died, and gone on into eternity, lest you sorrow as others who what? Have no hope. See, we have hope tonight. We have hope tonight. Amen. And it says, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive, how many alive people do I have tonight? Amen. How many are breathing in here tonight? Amen. No matter what you're going through or struggle or struggle, you're alive and you're here. We who are alive, do you realize how amazing it is to think that if we're the church, if we're the generation, if we're the people that get to be raptured, we are the people, the, the most to be jealous of of all the generations all these church people who've looked for it for 2,000 years now and we might be the people and I believe we are the people that are going to see and hear the trumpet sound and the rapture happen and Jesus take his church to heaven amen and you know what that means that means we won't taste death how does it feel to believe and understand that we are the generation that's not going to taste death no one else can say that They've looked for it. My grandpa looked for it. My grandma looked for it. Amen. They, they used to tell me, we're going to go in the rapture. We're not going to die. And I used to think, man, that rapture could happen soon because they're getting old. <laughs> Amen. They used to tell me that. We're not gonna, they, that was their hope. Just because they died doesn't mean it's not going to happen. But they looked for it and hoped for it and taught us that as grandkids. And one thing I want to tell you is, again, every day is one day closer. Because me, me and dad were out, if I look a little sunburnt, because we were out painting this morning outside, which is weird because the sun wasn't hitting us, but I guess the sidewalk was. We were out painting the front, and we, for some reason, he said something Papa used to say all the time. And so I said, let me give you a little heads up what I'm going to talk about tonight. And Papa's been gone 12 years? 14, wow, 14 years. And I said, you want to hear something exciting? You're closer to seeing him now than you are far away from the last time you saw him. I told that to Robert before church tonight. You're closer to seeing your mom than the four years she's been gone. Think about that. You think about that time that they've been missing, that time you haven't seen them. We're closer now to seeing them again, to seeing your loved ones again, amen, face-to-face -face with glorified bodies. If that don't get you excited, you just need to go out and serve, just get in the world for a while and go live it up because something's wrong with you. That should get you excited. Amen. I'm, if you're not ready to go, something's wrong with you. Amen. Maybe you're having an amazing week and you don't want to go. I want to go on amazing weeks too. I just want to go more on weeks that aren't good. Amen. But I want, even when things are perfect, I'm ready. I'm ready to see Jesus. I'm ready to see his face. How many are ready to see him tonight? How many are ready to finally see face to face the one we've been singing about? The one we've been preaching about? The one we've been evangelizing about? He's coming soon. Amen? Soon and very soon. It says, we, verse 15, who are alive and remain. 
until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep for the Lord himself this is so awesome will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first then we here we go second time who are what alive and remain shall be now here's the here's the key if you got a pen there or a highlighter it says we shall be what caught up caught up okay if you've never heard this before underline that if you don't have an underline underline it we shall be caught up that means these feet are going to leave the ground we're going to we're going to we're going to take off not in a plane but in this body we're going to take off. These feet are going to go up in the air. And the Bible says we're going to meet Jesus in the air. Caught up is the word. The reason we speak rapture is because rapture, because we, we know that this Bible wasn't written in English. Rapture is an English word. So if we don't want to say rapture, if that bothers you, then walk around saying harpasso. I'm waiting for the harpasso. Because that's the Greek word for caught up means we're going to be caught up into the air okay and we're going to be taken off this earth and listen once we once our feet leave this ground church we'll never have to work again we'll never have to pay a bill again we'll never have to be sick again we'll never have to worry again we'll never have to have a sleepless night again we'll never have to pray for another person again listen we should be looking forward to that because it's the blessed hope we're not like the world that has no hope how many have seen what's going on in the world and you think, how does this world, now I know why they drink so much. Don't blame them if they go get drugged up and drink a lot. They don't have hope. Think of, just remove yourself for a second of what the hope you have tonight and think what you'd be doing if you weren't saved and what you were doing before you got saved. You were drinking, smoking, cussing, fighting, doing all these crazy things because you had no hope. But we have hope. We have a blessed hope. We who are alive, verse 17, and remain shall be caught up together with them. Who's them? All the billions probably of people who've died in the last 2,000 years believing in Jesus Christ. Can you imagine what that is going to look like? I mean, we've seen fireworks. Fireworks are awesome. You look up at the sky, you see those, man, this is going to be the greatest fireworks show in the world. This is going to be the greatest, greatest thing that's ever been seen. Matter of fact, we can't, we, I can't even try to describe it because it's just worthless. I can't even do it. With them to meet the, meet the Lord, sorry, with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall always be with the Lord. It'll be done. It'll be final. Amen. That we won't again. We won't have to, you know, contend. We won't have to fight anymore. We won't have to battle anymore. And and until that happens, we fight and we battle. But look what the last words are there. Would somebody please pay attention to verse eighteen? Somebody please get excited tonight in your spirit. You don't have to shout, but just inside, please get excited about what those following words says. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. 
comfort one another. We should be looking around and high-fiving and saying, hey, are you ready? You know we're one day closer. We're one week closer. We're one year closer. Every time a birthday is celebrated, every time a week goes by, every time a month, you guys realize we're already tomorrow in September? Be honest with yourself. Has it gotten speeded up a little bit? Does time fly? We say that time flies. Listen, time flies because we're going to fly. Amen. Time's flying because we're going to fly. We're getting there to, we're getting close to that because we know that any moment, listen, they, the time goes like this more than I've ever seen it. It's just crazy. We're on September already. And I get an amen. Amen. Even the baby out of the mouth of babes. Now I want to show you just something tonight. I've given you this chapter here. We should read these words frequently. I don't know about you, but I've got this in my Bible, and I've had it for the last couple years. It says right there, and I always leave it open in my office when I'm not here. If you find this open, here's what happened. That's what it says right there. Because I, I guarantee you, once the rapture happens and we're gone, this is going to be the greatest revival center it's ever been. Amen. There's going to be, the doors will be tore down, seats will be put in, and this place will be more packed than it's ever been. Amen. And I hope none of us are here preaching. <laughs> Amen. Hope they got to bring somebody in from the outside. But if you find this open, here's what happened. Then down below it says, this is where we are. Give your life to Jesus now. And Romans 10, 9 and 10. That's the blessed hope. But I want to show you just something tonight for just a few minutes that I thought was neat. You know, it's crazy. I'm going to put myself on blast that I learned something new. There might be somebody in here who knew this, but I think most won't. And I love finding something new that I've never seen before. Or I shouldn't say I've never seen. I've seen it and heard it, but never caught it. And I want to read, if you'll go to 1 Corinthians chapter, sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. I want to show you something that Paul talked about and this is new for me. Not again, not not the story itself, but something I'm going to show you. Second Corinthians chapter 12. How many know Paul wrote most of the New Testament? He wrote that book in 1 Thessalonians. And he had a vision when he was saved on the road to Damascus. He fell off his horse and he had a vision of Jesus. And what's really amazing about that is today we know and if you don't tell people that people especially Muslims but people all around the world are being saved by having visions of Jesus they don't believe at all they don't believe in God they don't believe in anything and Jesus appears to them now some of us might say why didn't you appear to me but that's kind of a dumb question because you're saved so he did just wasn't a vision maybe amen well I don't need him to appear to me if I'm already saved but he he appeared to those he appears to some people because that's what it takes and he appeared to Saul who became Paul on the road to Damascus in a vision and he saw Jesus face to face he saw him in the air it was a vision and he he and Jesus spoke to him and the people around heard and he was converted and so that was his first vision and then he begins to write the books and we know that most of his life was spent in prison and and he had a lot of struggles and this is why Paul was able to write about the blessed hope because he knew that his hope was not in the prison he was sitting in he knew that his hope was not in the world he was living in he knew that his hope was eventually one day beyond the suffering he had to go through 
That's why the blessed hope is such a powerful thing. It's a motivation to stay on track. Amen. It's God saying, just stay the course because at the end, my reward is great. Amen. My reward is great. Now watch this. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Give me an amen if you're there. I'm going to read something you might or might not have heard. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know or whether out of the body I do not know, God knows such a one was caught up to the third heaven. How many have ever heard Paul mention that? Let me see your hands. Be honest tonight. Okay, we've got a few people who've heard that. If you haven't, that's okay. He's telling a story and he's mentioning here that that man has been to heaven. Now, I want you to think about something tonight. This is a good teaching message. I want you to understand something. Heaven is not talked about as much as we would like. Can anybody say amen? We, we wish we knew more. We wish we could understand more. We wish we, we could see more. And, and, on, and on and on, that's just kind of our human nature. And God is a God that we're made in his image. And so it's not crazy to think that God has made us in a way that we would want to spoil the surprise. I mean, like surprises. Surprises are fun, especially when they're good ones. Amen. But even though you, have, you maybe you might find out there's a surprise for you. Something in our flesh wants to cheat and find out what it is and then act surprised when it happens. Right. There's just something in us that wants to do that. That's kind of how we want to be in heaven. We want to go there before we get there. We want to know what it's going to be like before we get there. And let me throw this out to you. God has left heaven in a large part a mystery. Why? Because he doesn't want us to know everything. He wants us to want to be there. He wants us to, to be surprised. He, it's the greatest surprise party ever. Amen. And he's planning it for us as kids. And what he did talk about a lot was what? Hell. And what he was really vivid about was hell. Why? Because he doesn't want anybody to go there. And so on purpose, he talked way more about hell than he did heaven. And he was very vivid about it. We know the Bible says there's weeping and gnashing of teeth and separation from God and the worm doesn't die and the fire doesn't go out. And, and he gives vivid, vivid examples of that in the Bible. And we know that that is a place that he does not want us to go to and even says, I did not make it for human beings. I made it for the fallen angels. And he goes on to say all that. Why? Because he doesn't want us to go there. But heaven, he leaves to our almost to our imagination. Now you say, well, if we go to Revelation, we read about the new city and the and the 12 gates and the streets of gold and all that yeah that's great but we don't know a whole lot more we don't know really what we're gonna do we don't know a lot of stuff but let me tell you something just stay excited because God is way better than Walt Disney can you say amen he's way more innovative than any person on this earth and if we found any joy in anything on this world he defeats it by a billion so we just have a blessed hope so Paul says there was a man who had a vision and he says, I don't know what he's trying to say is I don't know if he physically left the left and went because if he's that person was in it, he doesn't know. He says, I don't know if he physically went or if it was just a vision, but he went to the third heaven. 
First heaven is where we live. The second heaven is in, in the heavens, in the spiritual realm. The third heaven is heaven itself. And he went there. He went there and he had a vision, and he, whether physically or spiritually, was there. And watch this. I know of such a man. He says, verse 3, whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know. God knows how, watch this, how he was caught up. Does that sound familiar? It's the same exact word as 1 Thessalonians 4 of the rapture. He was caught up. So here we go with another example of the rapture. It says he's caught up into what? Paradise. Now really pay attention to this verse, chapter verse 4. And heard inexpressible words. Now watch this. This is interesting. I'm just going to, not, I'm not trying to, 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 to throw anything off. I just want you to think about something. It says, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Okay? Which means, possibly, there's nothing wrong with books you read or interviews you've seen about people who say they've been to heaven or you know I, I, I've seen the heaven is for real and, and that stuff that that boy says seems like it's impossible that he couldn't he couldn't have said that at that age if it wasn't God and all these things but and I'm not taking that away from you I'm not pulling that but I just want you to realize it might not even be possible that anybody's ever been there and said anything about it because he says it's not even lawful for a person to talk about what's seen there but what is our, and, and it's okay if reading that book or watching the movie gets us that excitement and it, and it helps us, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, Paul could have described right here what heaven was like. He says, it's not lawful for me to say. But he said, it's so inexpressible. Now, Paul is a man of many words. He never had lacks for, lack of words. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, but he said, I can't tell you what I saw. He just said it's in de, sorry, inexpressible. It means there's no words to describe it. So what that could mean, too, is if someone even has been to heaven, they, what they've said doesn't even describe it because it's inexpressible. I'm really excited to go to a place that's inexpressible, indescribable impossible for human words to describe we can we can vividly describe the world we live in and all the bad but we can't describe heaven because it's so amazing now the thing that i did not know and i found out studying this was i've always heard him talk about this man in third person he was the one who had the vision Paul himself was the one he was talking about in third person because of humility. And if you look down in verse 7, he says, And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations. Okay? He had a, a total of six visions. The first one was when he had got saved on the road to Damascus. This is this one of 14 years before he wrote 2 Corinthians was another one, and he had six all together. And he says, verse, go back to seven. If I, I have, unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me to buffet me lest I be exalted above measure. Meaning God had to do something to him to keep him humble. Not because he was a prideful man, but because he had been to heaven. Okay? 
Y'all following me tonight? And, 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 and what he does, though, is he doesn't tell us anything about heaven, but we follow his life and see that God allowed him to go to heaven because he knew he was going to suffer so much that he had to have that heavenly vision to hold on to. So that every time he got locked up, and every, which is a lot, and every time he got beat, which was a lot, and every time they tied his hands, which was a lot, and every time he suffered for the Lord, he had a memory. Okay, this is bad, but I've got a blessed hope. Even Paul himself, this is bad, but I've got a blessed hope. And listen, we haven't seen it like he has, but I believe him because he did not give in on his faith. Y'all following that? Y'all following where I'm trying to go with this? That we need to keep that blessed hope at, at, at the front of our minds to remind us that Jesus Christ is coming back soon at any moment and we don't have to worry about what the future holds. Same word as the harpasso. Now Deuteronomy, don't go there, but Deuteronomy 29, 29 says this, going along the same lines. He says, the secret things belong to the Lord our God. The secret things. God has it secret on purpose. He want, it's, it's, it's like a gift that's wrapped up. No idea what's in it. Can't see it. Can't understand it, but, but it's a good gift. How many know, how many in your life have ever had somebody who you know, whether it was a father, a mother, or a grandparent, or somebody, just somebody in your life that they gave extra good gifts? Anybody know somebody like that? Like they just, like some people just gave regular gifts, but growing up there was somebody who gave extra good gifts and that person is God. He gives extra good gifts. Amen? Extra, extra, read all about it. Good gifts. And it says the secret things belong to the Lord our God. Now I want to finish with this. If you'll go with me to 2 Corinthians 4. Actually, you're already there. 4. But I want to go a few verses down. And this is what I want you to get out of this tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 16. Read these with me. Let them minister to you. Let them get you excited. Let them, let them help you. What does it say? Therefore, what, what's the therefore? What's the therefore? These feet are going to leave the ground. What's the therefore? That Jesus is coming back and I'm gonna, the dead in Christ are going to rise first and I'm going to go up into heaven and I'm going to leave this nasty world that's all messed up and, and be with Jesus. Therefore, let us not lose heart. Okay? Y'all got the therefore tonight? Have I talked about it enough? The therefore is that Jesus is going to sound a trumpet and he's going to come back for us. That's the therefore. Therefore, no matter what we're going through, do not lose heart. So he says, therefore, do not lose heart. Now, I love this part. He says, even though our outward man is perishing, the inward man is being renewed day by day you know what that means that means every day we live we get closer to death okay physically every single day we live we're closer to death one day closer but it also means every single day we live we're one day closer to the inward man being born again and being renewed in a new body see the, see the world only has death to look forward to if, that's, if they believe that that's all there is, that's all they got to look forward to. 
The sad thing is there's a huge surprise waiting for them, which is not a good one. But even if they didn't believe in eternity, and even if that didn't happen, all they had to look forward to was dying. So every day that goes by, how can you be excited about that? Have you ever thought about people that don't know the Lord? What in the world are they looking forward to? Seriously, what in the world are you looking forward to if you know that every day that goes by, you are one day closer to dying and nothing, even if that's what they believe? But we, although we get older every day, are being renewed. So it's like our body's going this way and our spirit's going that way. If we really believe this and we're really into this, our body's going that way, our spirit's going this way, we're loving the world less and loving Jesus more loving the world less and loving Jesus more because we're less and less connected to the world every day. We want less of the world every day. Why? Because our inward man is being renewed day by day. Now watch this next verse. For our light affliction. And listen, it doesn't matter what your affliction is. You might think it's great. You might think it's horrible. It usually is for us. But I think if Paul says light affliction, we probably have lighter affliction. I don't know if that's a word or not, but lighter affliction, okay? Because he went through a lot. He says, our light affliction, which is but for a what? But for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. So every problem we go through is just one day closer to glory. That light affliction that we're facing, that thing that seems so bad, is nothing in the light of eternity. See how you've got to get a spiritual mind and see things the way God wants us to see them? Can we read that again? For our light affliction, 17, which is but for a moment, is working for us for a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. In verse 18. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen, this is going to throw a loop in your thinking, are temporary. But the things that are not seen are eternal. So we look at this world and we love this world and we hold on to this world and we live in this world and we know this world, but it's temporary because we see it. So whatever you see can pass away. But whatever you don't see is eternal. So what God is saying is, I don't want you to see it yet. I don't want you to know what it is yet because that's your eternity. And I want you to want it. And I want you to wait for it. And I want you to be surprised by it. And I want you to be blown away by it. But I want you to look at it to the future as the blessed hope. Amen. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a hand as the musicians come tonight. Amen. Look at somebody and say, comfort each other with these words. Comfort each other. Be excited. Pain, suffering, struggles, problems, finances, all the different things are temporary. This will pass. Whatever you're going through will pass. It's just a moment. It's a light affliction. It might seem like the worst thing you've ever gone through, but let me give you some news. You said that last time you had a problem too. It was the worst. You said, I promise this is the worstest, worstest problem I've ever been in. But you've said that before. It'll pass. 
It's all perspective. And the way I pass through it is I'm looking for the blessed hope. Amen. I'm looking for the return of Jesus. Father, we love you tonight. I pray that your word has encouraged and challenged and gave peace and joy to us. Tonight doesn't matter what we're going through. Your hope, our hope is in you tonight, Jesus. The great and blessed hope. The return. Taking us away. Snatching us out of danger. Catching us up to be with you, Lord forever and so shall we be ever be with the Lord forever God Satan you're a liar tonight you're a liar you're the father of all lies and you are defeated the blood of Jesus is against you you have no power you have no authority over us tonight and it doesn't matter what we're going through tonight because our eyes are not on the temporary seen things our eyes tonight are on the unseen hope of glory all over this place tonight let God's power God's spirit minister to you in a way that's better than my words in a, in a way that's better than my description because he says it's indescribable it's inexpressible the things that I saw when I went to the third heaven as you're, as you're listening, I want to say one more thing tonight. I want you to really think about this. He says he went to the third heaven and he saw heaven. He didn't tell us about it. He says, I'm not allowed. It's not lawful for me to say what I saw. But let's just think about this. If he didn't go there, he would not have died for Jesus. If he did not go there, he would not have stayed in prison. Right in the Bible. If he didn't go there, he would not have given all the things he gave. He had to have really seen what he said he saw. So we know tonight, we might not have seen it, we haven't been there, but we know tonight it's real because Paul gave his life for it. Someone who used to kill Christians and, and persecute Christians gave his life to Jesus because he had a vision. And then that same Jesus he saw in the vision, he saw up in heaven as he was caught up. And the Bible says that we are supposed to comfort one another with these words. The worst thing we can do as believers is as we get closer to where the, the door is being knocked on, that we draw, we draw cold or we go away or we allow the world to pull us down. Amen. The Bible says in the last days, people's love will grow wax cold. Listen, don't let that be you. Don't let that be us. The ones whose love grows wax cold are the ones who aren't thinking about the blessed hope. They're not comforting one another with the words that says, hey, keep your eyes up. Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. And this light affliction we're going through will someday pass. How many all over this place could say, Pastor, I'm not saved tonight. I need to put Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. I need to ask him into my heart tonight. I want to know that I know that I know that I'm saved. Just say, Pastor, pray for me tonight. I want to go to heaven. I want to spend eternity with God. I want to know that's me. Amen. Tonight, wherever you're at in your walk, the common denominator needs to be that we have a blessed hope. We have a, we have a thing we're looking forward to makes all the affliction, all the problems, all the struggles, all the trials seem like nothing tonight. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. You know what we need to do besides encouraging each other? 
we got to keep working and telling people, staying the course, not giving up, not giving in, not getting tired. Amen. You know, I spoke this weekend to the young adults and I said one of the most important things that you do as a believer is you have to be self-motivated. You have to be self-motivated. And I've been saying that here. You cannot base your faith off somebody else's. You can't look around. Listen, if you were up here sometimes and you, you're going through things out there and I see your faces and sometimes I see you're going through. If I looked at your faces sometimes and based my walk on your face, I'd be in trouble because you're going through things sometimes. And same with you. If you looked at my face sometimes and said, man, if, if, if I'm going off pastor's face, I'm in trouble. We can't do that. We don't base our faith off of other people's walks. We base our faith off of our walk with Jesus. It's personal. And I am encouraging you and I'm encouraging myself. One day soon, we're going to hear the trumpet sound. And we're going to high five each other as we go up. And we're going to look down at this world and say, no more. No more trials. No more struggles. No more sickness. No more problems. As we sing this song tonight, let's just flood the altars. Let's just spend some time with God. Don't stay back and be a spectator. Fall in love with Jesus tonight. Amen. Let's just love on him tonight. Let's just search our hearts and ask him to fill us up with that excitement tonight. Amen. Oh, that saved a wretch. Yes. Hallelujah. There's a spirit tonight of expectancy. Look to the Lord, looking for that great appearing, looking for that blessed hope. Hallelujah. Was blind, but now I see. Oh, personally, for yourself tonight, just talk to God, love on God. Tell Him you love Him. Tell Him you worship Him. Tell Him you're looking for Him. Tell him that this light affliction you're going through is nothing compared to what you're expecting from him.
Amazing grace. Come on, let's sing it out. How sweet the sound saved a wretch like me. Oh, we thank you for your grace. I once was lost, but now I am found. Was blind, but now I Come on, let's sing it with faith tonight. Amazing grace. Amazing grace, sweet oh, the saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, yes, Lord. Oh, was blind, but now I see. One more time, amazing grace, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. give you glory tonight father we give you praise father we exalt you tonight because you're above every god your name's above every name tonight jesus you're on the throne tonight god and lord we are your children and god we're living every day looking looking your word says for the appearing lord for that great and blessed hope tonight father and, Lord, we will not look at the temporary things. We will not look at the temporary problems, God, but we will look to that triumphant return, Father, that you promise us in your word we'll see. And, Lord, God, we know tonight that every day that passes we're getting older, but our inner man is getting newer and younger and closer to you every day, Father. Lord, forgive us tonight. Lord, wash us clean with your blood tonight. Lord, cleanse us from unrighteousness and remove every desire that this world pulls on us with, every lust, every anger, every spirit that deceives tonight. Lord, remove it from our lives. Lord, count us worthy, as your word says in Luke 21, 36. Count us worthy that you, that you would come back and we would be ready, Father. How are we How are we ready? Our eyes are on the cross. Our faith is in your death and your resurrection, God. And our hearts are pure tonight, God. Lord, as we go out of this place, help us comfort one another. Lord, as we go out of this place, help us remember next time we're suffering or going through a problem, just to look up. And remember, Lord, the rainbow. Remember, Lord, that one of these days we'll, be up, we'll leave. We'll leave this earth and be caught up in the air to be with you, Father. Our problems will be lifted from us. We thank you for that tonight, God. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. As you go tonight, remember that example that that father picks up his child. And as he's picking him up, his feet leave the ground and he comes up into the hands of the father. And he no longer has to worry about whatever's going on on the ground. That's what God's going to do to us. Amen. That's why we lift our hands when we worship, because we're saying, God, lift me up. Here I am, Father. 
Amen. Comfort one another with these words tonight. Comfort yourself. Read those verses again and be ready. Stay ready. Amen. God bless you tonight. Don't forget the big weekend we've got coming up. Amen. Look at the calendars. Birth. Oh, tonight's birthday. All right. We have we have Rachel celebrating exactly today. I know that. Who else is in August? Let me see your hands. August birthdays. Martha. Who else? The baby. Yeah. Your mom. Who else? I heard another name. Elijah. Oh, Angeli. Oh, boy. Here go. July and August. Let me see your hands. No one had birthdays? Ryan. Where's Ryan at? Keegan. Robert. July and August, yeah. Your dad was July. Anybody else? All right, here we go. Let's sing to him and get some cake and eat it back there. Amen. Happy birthday.